Yeah. What's up, party animals? Let's forget about all the bad decisions you made this past weekend and join the gang as we go beyond the party. You're now listening to the Beyond the Party Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Beyond the Party Podcast. We are live at PDC Pool Day Club, which launched last Saturday with Dom Dalla. Uh, some great upcoming events we have include Nervo, Elderbrook, uh, Clooney, Don Diablo on Halloween, Disco Lines, and many more. Today we have a special guest straight out of Miami, Florida, our headlining DJ, Matt Cases. Welcome, welcome. Ooh, Very yeah. excited Thanks to have you. Thanks for having them. me, guys. <laughs> of course. The boys are going to kick it off. <laughs> and keep it. Amen. And KP. Sorry about that. She's one of the boys. So that's fine. Exactly. I was like, she's, she's definitely one of the boys. Yeah. I'm like, fine. I'm here too. <laughs> Matt, how you doing though? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here. Uh, last time I was in Atlantic City was, I think, maybe like eight months ago, nine months ago. It's good to be back. Cool. I'm excited. And you're so you originally started your DJing career like in Miami professionally, right? Uh, so I actually started in college in Tallahassee. I went to FSU. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like 2000 and... I went to school 2010, I think I started 2011. Um, that was like the crazy national championship years of FSU. Like I always tell people about yeah. that. It's like the parties and all of that was crazy college experience. So I definitely learned a lot of DJing there. Um, but when I moved to Miami, I learned there's a whole nother level that I had <laughs> oh, no idea sure, about. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. still remember like the first times I played not in a college club and you get a little reality check, but yeah. Uh, yeah, since then I've been in Miami since like 2016, and uh, yeah, I've been DJing for like 10 years now. I realized kind of awesome. recently. Yeah, growing up, have you always had like a love for music? Where you like really? Yeah, so in high school, I played guitar in a band. Oh, okay. Awesome. I always yeah, like yeah, tell yeah. people that's kind of where it started. I was uh, I grew up in Tampa, like I said, and there's this area called like Ebor City, which is like a big live music area. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it's it like there. yeah, I was like 16 years old, like playing in a bar. It was kind of looking back at it, it's kind of crazy. Like we would have, you know. Gatorade bottles with alcohol, like on our ants, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, all the ridiculous type of stuff like that. And, uh, it started there. And then right before college, we all went to different schools. So that was kind of that, uh, that was the end of that. And yeah, I mean, just in college, it kind of started as a joke in a way. It was like mm-hmm. the EDM boom. It's like Calvin Harris, Tiesto, right. 2010, you know, feel so close flashback, all mm-hmm. that. And, uh, it was just like, I can't really play guitar in a band right now, so let's just try this. And just kind of turned into like playing a frat party, playing a bar, playing a club, playing outside of Tallahassee. Yeah. And just kind of kept going from there. Do you and still now, play guitar? I still can, yeah. I still have, I have two of them. I kept two of them. So I have, are, like, I have like a sick Les Paul custom. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, we, uh, you can be the Timmy Trumpet of guitar. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. People love, people love saying this. What? I know, I know. I just, I, I never really have. It's crazy because my brother is actually dubstep DJ and he plays guitar. Really? Oh, Part wow. of this thing. We yeah. can start a whole new movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's, I joke about it all the time. He's super talented, but I hate the music so much. <laughs> like, I hate dubstep stuff. He'll send me something. I'm like, the sound design's insane, all this. Yeah, he I'm plays like, the hard shit. I'm like, yeah. I can't listen to this like it's so bad <laughs> what's your main style of music that you uh, play usually so i definitely lean towards like house stuff mm-hmm. that's what i like the most uh it's really nice right now because obviously i get booked more as an open format dj so the state that music's in right now is awesome for me right. because of how popular you know house tech house it's has gone because yeah, of people yeah. like john summit dom dollar who they just had yep. um 
it's kind of allowed me to play more of what I want to play and like kind of put my style into the sets a little bit more, which I've definitely enjoyed doing that recently. Right. Yeah. And I know you produce music too. Yeah. So yeah. I started doing edits, mashups, all that, like in college, um, started taking it a little bit more seriously, maybe 17 or 18, still doing edits, mashups, remixes, all that. Um, some of the bigger guys started playing my stuff and that's how five and deluxe that's and awesome. hmc yeah, so yeah. I, I do exclusive stuff for headliner music club nice um it's cool a lot of big guys play my stuff like i like diplo that's marshmallow all, yeah, you know yeah, all those guys look at weiss hiding over there Come <laughs> 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 around. but yeah it's, it's cool that's got me like a lot of support from those guys and uh then during COVID, I had some time to do like original stuff, so that was fun. But that's, that's just really it cool. sucks. I gets kind of put on the back burner when you're playing three gigs and you're yeah, out of I'm town sure. every yeah, weekend. Yeah. And it's a lot to focus. It's on. it's different when you're you know you're getting booked for that, like mm -hmm. someone like a John Summit or Dom Dalla type thing, and you you know you're that's helping that. Where with me, it it does help my brand, but not in the way that it does with that. So that's kind of the thing that gets put. Right. You know, special yeah. guest, special <laughs> guest, Jason Weiss. Weiss. <laughs> this is our second special <laughs> guest. <laughs> DJ Jason Weiss. Just he was Jason, old guy. our very first guest oh on God, the podcast. I know. I heard you were the first. Yeah. I forgot about that. That feels like a year. And a half. <laughs> Hi guys. Hey. How you doing, bud? Good. <laughs> Got uh, uh, the whole family here and KP. Yeah. All, right. yeah. All the guys yeah. and me. You're in a uh, trouble. I know. I'm scared. <laughs> All right, go back to being important. I love you guys. Love you, Try. Have fun. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about producing because I'm actually coming out with my first song October 6th. Awesome. And I wanted to ask, like, with getting bigger DJs to play it out and stuff like that, like, what's your process with that? So I think the way it started, honestly, was just putting stuff on SoundCloud. People would download it, whatever, and it kind of gets played. Some of that stuff got traction. You know, someone plays it in a festival set, ends up on a thousand one track list, then other people start yeah. playing it. Um, but now it's kind of a little different because like I said, now I send stuff to headliner and you know, they have their mailing list of big DJs. Like at this point I have my list of guys that I send stuff to. Mm -hmm. Um, so for people who don't know what's headliner, like, what Oh, so headliner music club is a record pool. Um, basically where DJs download music from every, you know, every single day, every single week. They're getting music from labels, you know, whether it's Warner, UMG, whatever. Yeah. And on top of that, then every record pool kind of has editors or remixers, which are guys that make stuff just for that record pool. So, you know, if you want, I don't know, a Katy Perry firework remix, like every record pool is kind of going to have different versions of that, yeah. that each yeah. of these guys make. So you got Headliner, like DJ City, Club Killers, those are kind of the big ones. Um, Anyone and, can just go on and... Yeah, so basically you pay per month. Okay. And... is going to be our next DJ, by yeah, the way. They, so, no, so it's, it's weird because people ask. I feel like they used to be a little more serious. Like, you'd have to, like, subscribe and send them, like, your Instagram so they knew you were a DJ because it's for promo purposes. That's how it's, yeah. like, kind of legal. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I feel like recently you can just kind of sign up and mm -hmm. do whatever. They just want your money. Yeah, I think at this point, I think they just want the $10 a month or whatever it costs. Nico didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Five, Eric. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right, sorry. Sorry, to long, sorry Five. Nico's but, like, let me send my $10. But yeah, on. I mean, I would just say that's, that's kind of what happens is that list of people that I, you know, send stuff to has grown. You know, yeah, they play yeah. something once and then they hit you up and, you know, they just want to keep getting stuff. And right. that's pretty much yeah. it. I wanted to ask too, I know, so you say you started in college. I started in college too, as like a lot of DJs do. And I know you're in Philly, I, right? Yeah, in Philly. Yeah, I went to Rowan though in Jersey, okay. so it's like right over the bridge. But um, <laughs> I know like when I did my really first like 
actual bar, I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm actually doing. <laughs> I'm but, you know, 100%. <laughs> and Weiss actually, he was the one that booked me there and he kind of gave me a reality check. He was like, yo, you got to like learn how to actually mix and, you know, to the, how to DJ. And there, I was like, all right, cool. There's so many things that like I like look back at that now, like going in and playing a bar gig where I had like a hundred songs in my whole library. Like yeah, you were just yeah. like, this is what I'm going to play. Like it just <laughs> yep. is what this it is. is. What I, like. this is what I, I think with DJing, especially if you start in college, it's like okay to do that and like fail and learn. Mm-hmm. You're not in like an environment where you're like costing a club a shit ton of money. Like yeah, if you were to right. come here and do that and you, some table walks out, that's like an issue. Yeah, but deal, if you're right. in a college bar that's serving $2 doubles, like at the end of the day, you're fine. Yeah. And that's how you learn. You go in, you fuck up. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Is, this a, is this an R-rated show? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can curse. <laughs> um, yeah. You go in, you fuck up and you learn and it's, you know, anything from song selection to mixing these are all things you just kind of pick up by doing it there i don't think you can learn those things in your bedroom you have have you had any mentors in college or in the miami like nightlife scene that helped you kind of yeah so i was talking to him about that a little bit earlier people like crespo have always been like real good to me um i actually knew crespo's little brother really well before i actually met him he was in my fraternity at fsu um crespo was too but he's four or five years older than me so i never met him in school um but he's helped me a lot just from – especially from like the business standpoint because I think that's something you really don't learn either and there's yeah. no school – like there you don't go to school for that. Like you mm-hmm. kind of got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what from did you go to school for? Marketing. DJ. <laughs> DJ yeah, DJing. <laughs> I, went to, I, I know FSU. I, I, tell, I tell my parents all the time I went to FSU and got my marketing degree to be a DJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. They love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, those kind of things like – I don't, it's same thing. Like you kind of do have to fail, but it's bad when you fail in those things because it costs you a lot more than failing in a college Mm -hmm. bar. Yeah. You know, if you're dealing with a venue and you're unprofessional about something, not because you're doing it on purpose because you genuinely don't know. I think over the past four or five years, I've really like learned more about that stuff. The more I've traveled and played different spots, like how to deal with, you know, managers in different cities and hosts and all that type of, you know, those type of things and just relationships in general with all these people you're working with are 95% of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that, oh no, I was <laughs> going to say, I know I can't ask this question because you, you have to stay friendly to everyone. So I'll dumb it down. What's the favorite, your favorite market that you play in? Uh, I was talking about this actually with him before the mm-hmm. podcast. I have, I have a couple, but if I had to pick one, my favorite spot to play in is Boston. Boston? Yeah. Boston. Really? Yeah. I love Grand Memoir. Shout out Big Night. <laughs> Costa, Andy, all you guys. Um, I think the reason Boston's like so special is I think what makes the crowd perfect is having that like amazing GA crowd and then having that amazing money table spending crowd. And I think a lot of markets have one or the other. So, you know, I think Miami's like a great example. There are spots in Miami where there is a great GA crowd, local type spots, but your big, you know, your big spots like your live and your 11s and those type of spots, they're very like table money driven. Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, they do, they do amazing, but it's like you go to memoir grand in Boston and they have money at those tables, but mm. then they have that crazy GA crowd. And yeah. I like, I don't know if it's because there's so many colleges there. I think that might be what it is. That's kind of filling yeah, a lot of international area. kids. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's just, there's something about that crowd. That's just, you know what bugged me Crazy. out about Boston? So I saw I went up for three days. I saw A Lock twice at the Grand, 
and then um, he's crazy man and then i i forget who i saw i think it was danger zone at uh memoir but i was up there for three days and you know that they're not allowed to pour their own alcohol i someone really? so like, so so memoir wow. i know you can't like i because was at the it's grand, in the casino and yeah i asked randy i was like how come the chick never leaves the table yeah stands, he's like, stands at the table he's like Damn. they're not allowed to pour their own alcohol. so even even for the djs at memoir they have to stand there with the bottle. oh wow okay. so there's a girl behind the booth with the bottle the whole time at grand i've ne- i i feel like there isn't not for the, the DJ, dj i think they're I was okay with nine back yeah there. i think okay. with the dj i think they let it go but yeah. when you look at the two tables next to you the girls are like, yeah i was like this is Why the is best that? service i've ever had and they're like Dude, <laughs> it's every not, yeah no it's, it's every like, it's every happen? state has like, different rules. Like I um I know when I used to play, I think this changed. But I, I used to play in Charleston, and oh, in Charleston okay, yeah. they bring your bottle out and they lock it. Oh, there's like shit. a little like cage. So each of these, you know, you know, how, like the liquor companies make the signs. Yeah, yeah. They literally yeah. make like things for their bottles, so huh. it doesn't look bad. And they put it on the table, and the girl right. like locks it. She comes back and she pours stuff whenever you want it. Huh. That's kind of wow. cool. Yeah. yeah, I want a cage. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Everyone just says – and then you have like Miami where it's like they just come hand you nine bottles yeah, at right. a time and there's no rules. Everyone gets a poor spell. <laughs> yeah. like, and then they wonder why like the person can't walk out of the club <laughs> at 6 a.m. Like, you know, the one thing I do like about the, the lock thing is stops like random people from coming over and cool. trying Grab, to yeah. steal off Best their alcohol, you know, yeah. which has happened to me before. Yeah. Like, it's mm. like, a good point. Definitely see stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where was the first place you – DJ'd where you were like, wow, like I kind of made it. Damn, that's a hard. That's question. a good question, right? Go ahead, KP. She's not Going. DJing anymore. <laughs> this is, this, that's a that's a great question. And I didn't honestly. go to college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I, I. I. There's like a couple moments. I think uh, some good ones would be. This sounds kind of cheesy, but uh, one of the times when I did HQ two. And you're like on the billboard outside. That was uh, kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of cool because that's like something where it's like, all right, like you're kind of you're getting smallest a- billboard ever. But <laughs> that, that LED screen. Yeah, it's it's funny because all the casino clubs like have those. Like uh, Memoir has that too. You're yeah. like, I remember like checking at the hotel a couple times. Boston's like, you see the screen. You're like on the screen. You're kind of like <laughs> you're not like, trying to be me. like, yeah. It's like <laughs> those those are cool stuff like that. Um, Playing live for the first time was really cool. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. that's probably um, Story I did Miami Music Week with Alesso. Oh that was gosh. that was a crazy that's one. Really mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool with Miami because we with Miami it's like as far as headlining with those venues that's all tier one. You yeah, know, Aoki, yeah. Alesso, those are the only people that headline those spots. So it's like we do support, but support in Miami is amazing because mm-hmm. you go on at 11:30, you play to 1:30. The headliner right. goes on 1:30 to 3:30, they don't close till five. So when you play like a weekend like Miami Music Week at three thirty, you go back on the crowd is jumping. Wow! All the way to yeah. five o'clock, they turn the lights on. And there's still people at tables. Like, That's insane. So it's wow. it's like weird. I feel like you go to some other cities, you know, the opener plays 10 to 12. It's like, they might yeah. get 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's, what's special about Miami, which is really cool. I, I think Vegas is kind of like that too. I think, I think they're so. four, four or five o'clock. I don't think I've ever been sober in Vegas. <laughs> you don't know what time it is. I, I, day it yeah. is in Vegas. <laughs> Two days of straight mess for me every time I go. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think there's like one particular thing. No. It's just kind of a bunch of, little things like that it's kind of like career milestones yeah who's the coolest artist that you've opened up for or dj jason weiss no i'm just <laughs> jason weiss um 
Let's see. There's there's guys that are like real fun, cool, and nice you'd want to like hang out with. Like I think great yeah. examples of that's like two friends, oh, loud luxury. Right, they're right. awesome. Just super cool, down to earth, normal people. Um, I think a lot of those real big like foreign guys are a little harder because they're just they do this 200 nights a year. Sometimes you catch them on a fun night. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of quieter. Like Alessa was really nice, but he's really quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of those guys, Zed was really nice. Oh, okay, cool. Zed yeah, was yeah. really cool. He actually, uh, what weekend? We did F1 weekend with him and he was like hanging out in the booth at like 430. Yeah. Oh, Super wow. nice. Yeah, really, really nice guy. So it just depends. I Like I said, I think some nights you catch these guys and like they're tired. They're, yeah. You know, you don't yeah. know. They're not sleeping like you don't know where they came. They could be three cities before they were in Miami. Yep. yep. So it just kind of sucks sometimes when you hear like, oh, like this person's a dick. It's like you might have just caught him on like a shit yeah. night. He's working. Yeah. It's, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's the thing. Like he's yeah. working. So it's, you know, it's hard. But he's been up for 72 hours. He doesn't <laughs> want to talk to Bro, anybody. that's like Aoki. Uh, yeah. Like the dude doesn't sleep. What does he do? Like 265 shows a year or something like that? Doesn't drink alcohol. That's like crazy. it's crazy. Good for him. I don't yeah, know how he does. I remember that. when we had him in Philly, he it, he landed and asked for a gym, and we were like, "What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we're used to getting like alcohol and drug requests. Like, <laughs> it's for a gym. you want you want CrossFit, bro? <laughs> Just normal. You know, it's like a normal Aoki thing. Yeah, right. The guy can throw in a hundred mile per hour cake too. I don't know. If oh my gosh, yeah, he beams those things. I would oh, never want to get hit with one of those. Insane. All right, our Insane other host, Grace. Uh, she's not here today, but she uh, she got hit with a cake from she. Like, people like, yeah. love that shit. And it's, it's people like on shoulders too. I'm like, he's yeah, gonna kill yeah. someone. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just gonna see the person fly off. I, I, the Phillies need to pick him up <laughs> for the playoffs. Yeah, something right. closer. Yeah, <laughs> literally. But something we talk about a lot on the podcast is like mental health in yeah. this industry. Obviously, it's something that could be really hard to maintain at certain times and. I think that you really have like a good perspective of this because you're traveling around a lot and you know you're playing all these crazy different clubs and venues. And you're in Miami. And you're in Miami too. You're based out of probably one of the craziest cities like in the world. It shouldn't be part of the United States. (laughs) I only last. I only lasted nine months. (laughs) It's craziest place I've ever been. What would you say? They can't drive. Keeping up mental health, really. I mean, I think it's just a balance of everything. Um, obviously, you're surrounded by alcohol, partying, all that stuff. I know we've talked a lot about that, you know, a lot about this because, you know, you were saying you used to party a lot and obviously you're saying he doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's like a secret to it. I think it's just realizing like this is a job and... I think a big thing for me was when I first started getting booked a lot at, you know, a lot out of town. Mm-hmm. I think like my persona or whatever you want to call it was I was the fun DJ. Like I was the tequila drinking DJ and yeah, you know that type yeah. of thing and you can do that without blacking out every night. I think when I first started it was very like, oh, like if I don't take this shot, like this owner's not going to like me and mm-hmm. like that type of thing and there's that pressure to always drink yeah, I and feel like that. Yeah, 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 you feel it. Like yeah. it's definitely there and I think the thing is is like maybe realizing you're building it up like a little bit more than it is because it's like now I'll go somewhere and it's kind of like what I was saying about those bigger guys. They don't know like if you didn't sleep last night or you were somewhere else the night before and it's okay to be like, hey, like, you know, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm chilling, whatever. Yeah, right. And these owners aren't going to hate you. Like, at this point, they know you. You're there. Mm-hmm. You're a good DJ. They have fun with you. It yeah. is what it yeah. is. Like, so that's the drinking part. I think that's important. Um, 
I think not overbooking yourself is extremely important. We just talked uh, about this. When I was a younger DJ, I think pre-COVID, I was very like, I want to play as much as I can, this, this, and this. And, and now it's, I think after COVID, I was very big on like quality of the gig over quantity of the gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's at a different level, but like for me, it was kind of like, I don't need to be playing on a Monday night at a local spot that just, it's not going to help my career at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like having those days to like decompress and not be in a nightclub and not be working on music and not be traveling. The traveling takes a toll too. Like I always talk about that. Um, you don't sleep as well. Sometimes you don't sleep if you have an early flight. Yeah. Um, it's like funny, like last night I had the night off and I was like so excited. I was like, cause I had to be up at 5am for the flight. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get some sleep. You don't like when you have a 5am flight, you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though I didn't play, it's like, I still didn't fall asleep to one in the morning, you yeah, know, noon, yeah. midnight, whatever. So it's just like all those things just kind of play in and you know, the key's just not getting burned out. I think it's knowing like when you need a break, mm-hmm. um, I'll have weekends, you know, where I'll look at my schedule and down the road, it's like you'll be in a city, city A Friday, city B Saturday, four weekends in a row. And it's like that fifth weekend, I need to not play. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, not taking that money for that weekend, like we were talking about before, in the long run, you make more money because you're not burning yourself out. You're able to perform at a higher level, which is going to get you booked in better spots. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. There, there like is no secret. Yeah. recipe to the success <laughs> yeah, of that right. I, I feel like people do always i think for everyone it's different yeah and i also I, I feel like people don't realize like these dudes are on the road by themselves most of the time oh, yeah unless you're a huge and, yeah and like, one and, artist, and, you are. unless you're the iokis and the right. lsos that are hopping on jets yeah, you're, that you're have not a touring with a team. team yeah you're rolling with your backpack yeah. and your shit and you're going by yourself and, and then you're going from city to city. I know if I get on a flight and it's just to Florida, there's just only two and a half hours. I get off of a flight. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. I don't want to get on a stage and Mm-mm. fucking like put a party together. I want to nap. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave me the hell alone. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, is, it is like a mentally strong kind of thing, especially when you're tired or even, you know, like the truth is even if you're hungover mm-hmm. and you got to play, like you got to deal with it. You know, everyone deals with it a different way, but that is a factor of it. Like that is a reality sometimes. Um, What's the longest flight you've ever been on? Ooh, that's also a good one. KP's killing it today. Uh, Probably, I guess not, not for work, but to Europe, like Italy. I think Italy was like 12 hours from Miami or something. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not, not for work for vacation, but Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's, that's long. Yeah. Do you have any hangover cures? (laughs) <laughs> do you want my honest answer yeah yeah two tequila shots <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest with you Keep like it, it sounds I, I mean i don't mean i'm not saying like go black out again like don't do that because <laughs> yeah but to, to be to be honest that is the hangover cure that's a good two, one two tequila shots will cure your hangover i swear and if you don't want to go that route, you can go a half glass of bitters and ginger yeah, ale. Yeah, I have, I have a, really? the, uh, the bitters thing I've heard, Coming too. Coming from I a straight alcoholic, I promise you. <laughs> I don't know Because there's why. alcohol in bitters. Yeah, but it's so uh, little. It's though. so little. But, it's but then the it... ginger with the with the carbonation, I literally, me and, and when HQ closed the first time, we used to throw parties at the Chelsea AC Daylife, I think we called it. It was years ago, but I brought this girl back to life. Literally, she was dead next to the pool, yeah. and I poured half a glass of bitters and ginger ale. She whacked it, and she was dancing in five yeah. minutes. Yeah, no, yeah. The, it's it's funny with like the when I tell people it's tequila thing because like I feel like a lot of people do like tequila now. I feel like it's gotten more like normal, mm-hmm. but uh, 
if you don't like tequila, like the person's reaction, and it's like, what? Mm. Like you do what? And it's like, oh, I don't, I don't really think twice about it. Cause it's like, I genuinely like tequila. So like, it doesn't, I'm not going to puke from taking a tequila mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you take the two shots, it's back in your blood and you're even after a hangover. I would smell that and pass away. Yeah, I can do a pretty. People from Miami, I, are I can just honestly. It, it sounds yeah, it sounds sure. disgusting, but I I can do it relatively yeah. easy. <laughs> it's one of my Sicker. talents. I guess. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're gonna get tested up on stage. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Two always. Come on. You're gonna beat this hangover now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Where do you go after this? I am in Miami, so I'm back to Miami tomorrow. I'm in Miami next weekend. Um, I'm at Strawberry Moon. Shout out, Shayna. What up, Shay? <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> um, and Swan. And then the weekend after that, I go to Columbus. I was telling her I do this spot called Goodnight John Boy. I'm going. It's a great name. It's, yo, it is one of my favorite new things i do so it's in columbus cleveland chicago and they just opened in st pete okay oh, and okay. it's like a 70s themed um it's like a boogie night. disco a boogie bar type thing like oh, you walk awesome. in it looks like that 70s show yes. like the couches the wallpaper light up dance floor <laughs> Sushi disco. no it's it's amazing and you play you know all 70s 80s with new you can play like do a leap on that, that vibe also but disco uh, stuff. Yeah. it's just a vibe. it's so the like, one that danger energy. used to play seesaw Okay. That's the one in Columbus. So it's that group. It's forward. Do they have like servers and roller skates? So they don't have roller skates and they should. I thought about that too. But they do come out, like I was telling you, when you get bottle service, they come out like an igloo cooler. Mm-hmm. Well, that's they, cool. They yeah. come out like at midnight with Happy Meals, like on a. We like, could have some fun with that. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. So it's, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. We need to get one. Uh-huh. We need I'm to get there one. Um, the 13th and then the 14th, I'm at Memoir, Boston. And then, yeah, just do you just love traveling or do you just are, are there weekends where you're like, I just want to stay in Miami? So you're Miami's crazier than most. No. Of these yeah. So I, I, oh, yeah. I, I feel like there there is like a reason for that. It kind of does go with the quality, quantity gig thing. Um, Miami is tough because it's one of those cities that isn't really booking that open format circle to headline. Right. So it's like Friday at live. It's hip hop. Saturday at Live is Tier 1, Oeso, Tiesto, Aoki. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday's li- Yeah, and Sunday's Live on Sunday, which is also hip-hop. Um, so it's for, – for that group, I do a lot of stuff like Swan, Gecko, Strawberry Moon, which are dope. They're like smaller club-type vibe spots. But there's not a ton of like headline opportunity for us there in those kind of venues yeah. just because – they're just so high budget. Like right. they, they yeah. can book those yeah. guys every weekend. They don't need people like us as much where you go to these other markets and they really value those like open format kind of DJs because we can throw a party on that. You know, we can DJ like on that level, yeah, yeah. you know, that sure. type of energy, mm-hmm. but we're not going to push tickets like those guys. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have the brand notoriety, yeah. those guys, but yeah. a lot of these clubs, you know, in these other cities, you know, markets we were talking about, whether it's, Boston or Dallas, that's another great market. Um, shout out Greenlight Social. Um, they book a lot of us, so it kind of is the circuit we're on. You know, the Mies, the Crespos. Um, well, I feel like those the secondary markets are the ones that need more strategy and need more. They do. Like, because there's new people with new money going to Miami every weekend. Absolutely. There's new people with new money that are international oh, no, going and, to and Vegas. That, and that formula every- works so well in, in Miami and Vegas right, because yeah. there's so much money in those cities constantly coming through. And it's like... You can have Aoki, you know, once a month or once every two months because the same people aren't going to see them. Right. Yeah, right. It's completely yeah. different yeah. people. Like there really isn't the local crowd going to those spots. Mm-hmm. You know, even 
Eleven's the same way with the people they book huge tier one talent. Um, so I think that kind of forces me on the road a little bit, which like I'm not against that. I love playing different spots. I like how I think when you play in the same city, you also kind of develop like a little bit of a set that works really well. And it's kind of hard to keep doing that because you can't play the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, don't get me wrong, like learning as an open format DJ, I do so much on the fly, but I do like curating a set and yeah, like having yeah, sure. my like artistic side in it also. Mm -hmm. And I think when you go on the road and you play these spots once every two months, you get to do that a little bit more because yeah. they're not hearing you. So, you know, if something works, you're not really scared to continuously do it, which, yeah, is, which right, is nice. Right. I like that. And I think it's important to throw a little bit of like your flavor into stuff. Um, I think before COVID, I really tried to just be like the open format DJ's DJ. I think I really changed like my branding post COVID with that, like into a little bit more of like having that artist thing and like what, you know, like, yeah, like Kazis is going to do a little bit more house stuff or like he's going to do this or he's going to do that. And I think that kind of also lets me stand apart from some people. I think there's a group of those open format guys. You you see the difference of the ones that are very like plug and play and the ones that kind of have like a little bit more of an image. Right. And um well, you also have that marketing background from college, that's right. you know? Yeah, my that's parents, true. My parents <laughs> so got me helps. my parents got me my my marketing degree and that's why I'm where I'm at. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm sure you see it even in Philly and especially in Atlantic City, oh, you yeah. know, I think some guys have their own personality and stand out mm -hmm. and I think some guys are a little bit more to the book. I think there's room for both things, but right, yeah. I've always tried to have my own little lane and that type of thing. Yeah, and that's good. And obviously it's working out for you too. Yeah. At what point in your career did you like kind of realize like, okay, I gotta start like traveling around a lot and what was your method to getting those gigs? Definitely took a big turn, like I was saying, after COVID. Um before COVID I traveled a little, but I didn't really have to as much like I was saying because I was playing so many gigs like in Miami and in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um that just not nothing against them. Not that they're like bad gigs or anything, but they just were not the standard that like these out of town spots were kind of looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think when you play those these spots in other markets see that and it's not the best look because it doesn't really correlate with their brand. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, if you're playing you know, a local bar, like I said, on a Monday in your city, Atlantic City sees that. It doesn't really work with what you're trying to book at, you know, yeah. Pool Day Club or Pool After Dark. So I think it has to align. Um, and yeah, I think around that time, I kind of realized that as far as how I did it. Um, you know, I always tell younger DJs, honestly, at first, like I would go to these markets and take a gig that probably didn't pay very well. And play gigs, stay there another couple nights and try and meet people, you know, deep, whether it's DJs or, you know, stay another night and go out at the spot I played. Mm -hmm. um, definitely that's how it starts. Right. I think people like don't like to believe that and they're kind of like, oh, I'm going to get a check, you know, a huge yeah, check the first no, time no. I go out of town. And it's like, that's not how it goes at all. Like you're going to break even with your flight in your hotel that you're paying <laughs> oh, yeah. for. Yep. That's the truth. And I, I think if you want to do that, you got to go do it and you kind of have to eat shit for a little. And, uh, once you're kind of in that market, then some of those spots see, and it just kind of pinwheels. I think you get, you know, you get in Dallas, then you get in Boston, then you get in Atlantic city, then you get in Charlotte, then you get in Charlotte, just kind of, a lot of these people know each other too. Like, you know, a lot of the talent buyers all know each other mm. and 
Yeah, again, kind of like the mental health thing. There really is no, there's no like secret. There's no route because I feel like I've seen so many DJs take different routes yeah, with that. Yeah, just make your own. I mean, especially if you're a producer, then you're getting booked for your music. So then right. it's like, yeah. that's a whole nother yeah. route that you can talk about. I've seen people I know do that. And that's also one way you can do that. Is that something you want to focus on uh, like a little more in the future at all? I, I do want to put more time into it. I have like tried recently to put more time into it. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, it is like a facet that helps my brand, but I also think that I'm in this other area of the world. I think they're very like kind of separate. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of want to be in that like more like brand aware open format market I was talking okay, about where yeah, like yeah, I yeah. stand out is, you know, Kazis is going to do a little more house. He's going to be a little more like, you'll see like, you know, I'm definitely more like energetic with a crowd too like i feel like sometimes some of the open format guys are a little robotic mm -hmm. um not that that's bad at all they're amazing djs that's the thing i think a lot of them are like super technical and they really focus on that where with me it's like if i'm gonna fuck up or something i don't i'm gonna entertain the crowd like i'm there for them that's how i look at it at least right. and it's not my job to impress djs it's my job to entertain a crowd mm -hmm. yeah yeah how about when you, you become an old man like me and <laughs> I'm, gonna like, need a, I'm need a wheelchair up there <laughs> do, do you always want to be on stage do you like do or do you want to be am and be an iron man or do you want to like produce like what's the what's the after stage goal yeah I, I feel like that's always like such a popular question it's a because it's like no, it, it is. Like, I'm old. It's no, like, it's, I don't want to be on stage. It's, it's I funny go to bed. It's funny. I've, like, talked about this a little bit with some of the older guys uh, with Vice. I talked to this with Vice. I talked with this about some <laughs> some people like that. Um, first of all, Vice is, like, an anomaly. He's not real. He's, like, a figment of your imagination. He's an anomaly. Dude's 50 years old. Like, he's he had more energy than is me. Is he 50? He's, he's, I think he's late 40s. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> I, I opened up for him here last year. <laughs> Sorry, Vice. <laughs> <laughs> um... He's no, it's, it, yeah, whatever, he, whatever it. he is, it's just not. Have you seen him before, like perform? It doesn't make any I sense. It makes here. no yeah, sense. Yeah. Like the, the dude runs every not. single day of his life. He DJs like three to four gigs a, a, a weekend and the flies energy, to Hawaii. Flies the energy to is insane. So like that's the, you know, the reason I bring this up is I think everybody's different. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be older like that. Or I do want to be older like that. I don't want to be older like hating my life DJing. Right. So I yeah, think if yeah, you're yeah. still enjoying it. enjoying it like that, absolutely. If I'm playing where I want to play, mm -hmm. if I'm making good money doing it, of course I would keep doing it. But at the same point, then you look at it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be 40 and in a club. Like I might be tired, yeah. whatever. Um, I do like the business side of it. I've never really been super involved in it, but um, – like it does entertain me. I, I would like at some point to help out younger DJs like the way I've been helped out. But I also don't want to do that until I'm in like a position where I can do that comfortably and easily. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. I think a lot of people are like, oh, like let's start an agency or do this. And they don't really have the proper connections or network to do it. So it kind of like starts, seems like a great idea. And then it's kind of falls apart because it's like the foundation of it isn't there. Mm -hmm. So I think if it gets to the point where I can – you know have those connections in these cities where i can get other people like that i would love to do that yeah right so i think you know at some point maybe something like that but i haven't to be honest i haven't thought too You're much about it fun. yeah I, it's weird because with the dj thing it's so new you know we talk about this how old is too old the dj no one knows yeah. because the group that's doing it right now you know the vices the guys are getting older vice and you know five fashion 
these guys are still sick. They're still getting booked. They're yeah. still killing it. So it's and, really up to them. When, yeah, and the when only person before them was AM. Yeah. And he could have gone anywhere. He, exactly. That's the thing. So this is really the first generation that like has to quote unquote retire at some point. Mm. So it's really up to them when they want to retire. Yeah. Like if you're, it's like I said, if you're DJing the way Vice is, you don't need to retire. Like he looks like he's 25. He could go till he's 70. Vice is, Vice is 25. <laughs> oh, we'll God. leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I look up to like a lot of those guys and I think if I'm that happy at that age, excuse me, doing it, like I would absolutely keep doing it. Do you have a dream venue that you like want to play at? Before? I mean, I think the pinnacle for everyone doing what I do is Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of steps you got to take to get there. I think I'm on that path, like moving there. And I, that is my goal. And I think when you have a goal like that, you really do need to like break it down and like, what do I need to do to get there? Instead of just saying, I want to play in Vegas because yeah, yeah, yeah. it will never happen if you do that. Right. Um, but there's always like a shift and like right now there's going to be a shift in Vegas. Something's going to happen. Like fountain blue is going to open yeah, up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the group, the group that I play a lot of stuff for in Miami's opening a spot there. So that'll, oh, dope, that'll dope. shift a lot of what he's saying. You know, Vegas is very like resident based. So yeah, these guys might jump ship and go different spots. And what happens when that happens is, you know, more DJs are needed here, et cetera. So we'll see what happens. But um, that's definitely like my biggest goal is to have a, have a nice Vegas contract at some point. And what about if you could be in a room for an hour with one producer or DJ, who would it be? And why? Zach Sodden. Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) KP. No. <laughs> I I always say like I feel like the way people always ask is like who do you want to like have a beer with like sit down like, yeah yeah with. yeah I think like if I could pick like any I think if I could pick anyone I think one of the top people would be like Post Malone oh yeah I don't know why but I just feel like he's so cool uh-huh. and like the dude's like the you know tier tier one artist yeah. and like he's just yeah, doesn't he's just the man like, he's just living his life like he's he's super cool like putting. Puts people on all the time. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Like, I think you'll see him get tagged in some TikTok, and like he jumped on some song with some someone was telling me the other day, like some young country person or something. Um, yeah, he made wife beaters, mullets, and soda, <laughs> and and Bud heavy, and, and, and but like now, I think Bud Light. cool and like face tattoos. Oh, like, man, if I mean, you can do that. I want to have a, a soda with you. The guy, the guy. <laughs> I mean, he soda. always has a Bud Light in his hand. Um. As far as DJs go, I don't know. That's a hard question. I I feel like one of the people I always wanted to like talk and shoot the shit with was Vice. Honestly, Man, like, now I kind of yeah. you know consider him like a friend type yeah. thing. So that was yeah. Cool. We're still pissed you didn't have dinner with us in, in Philly, <laughs> That's man. In Philly, right? Yeah. <laughs> he had to run his mile. <laughs> yeah. He, he chose to run his mile instead of have dinner uh, with us. But yeah, I think if I had to narrow it down to like one person, I I say Post Malone. Um, also, I always say Dave Grohl. Oh, okay, yeah, drummer yeah, yeah. for well, the drummer for Nirvana, but wasn't yeah, you know Foo yeah. Fighters? Obviously, now um, I feel like that guy's got crazy stories, oh, and he's lived he like in to. all three eras of like rock <laughs> stuff. And yeah. I grew up on all that, so I think it would be cool to like sit down with him about that. Do you try to implement rock a lot into your sets? I do love playing like rock remix type stuff. Music? I, I I did make some EDM remixes. Oh, okay. We got to yeah, check them out. I, yeah. uh, I'll have to, have to show you guys. But yeah, I did Definitely, some, yeah. some of those actually got plays. I did a couple of Morgan Wallen ones. and uh, Everyone Anything loves that dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've, seen, I've seen guys like uh, like Pauly D's played it. Um, cool. I know. I think Diplo's played it also. Stuff like that. 
That's so, awesome. but yeah. yeah, I love I love rock stuff. I don't honestly don't listen to country music. I listen to country. I don't really have any against <laughs> it. I just never really have like gotten into it. Um, well, I just figure because you play the guitar. So yeah, no guitar. But also like the Morgan Wallen, like the poppy country type shit. I kind of like can I kind of can get into that a yeah, little bit more. Yeah. Luke Bryan, all that type of stuff. Like it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Right. Well, KP, I know you gotta. Yeah, I have work. She has I'm to start her job. KP needs, Are you in KP trouble? needs to sleep. I yeah. do have to. She go just on. showed me her phone. She was like, "I have to, I have to, go to work." work. <laughs> KP well, live at Brew next Saturday night. Be there. Uh, <laughs> it was nice having it. you on. Yeah, yeah please, no, thank you so much. Me. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to see you play now. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Bit, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Cool. Yep. And uh, we'll be back next week, guys. Peace out.